Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairy Finders. This is episode number 22, and the two lads here are absolutely buzzing. I'm already starting to have a bit of FOMO, but how are we doing, lads? As you said, Brew, fucking buzzing. Buzzing. Flight leaves in about five hours, getting a couple of warm-up cans in now to uh, put me to sleep on the flight, and yeah, really, really excited. What do you mean put you to sleep? You have to do all your fucking research for who's going to win this week. I have plenty of time. I fucking... Two two different countries to go to two different planes, so I pl- plenty of time to do research. Well, where, where are you flying through? Fly through Heathrow, quick stop over, two two three hours in Heathrow, and then Heathrow to Dubai. Excellent, excellent, Steve. Yep. Excellent. I will be soon following you. So yeah, obviously Steve's coming from Toronto. So that is that like a that's like a thirteen hour spin, something like that. Yeah, not far yeah. off it. Now that's how committed we are to bringing you like the best golf content that is fucking uh, out there. Absolutely. Um, so I'm I'm coming from Dublin. I'm flying uh, the following day. So I arrive in I think midnight, and then we should be on the course by that sort of six seven a.m. Um, to start like covering what's going to be a brilliant week. And I mean, even though let's be let's be honest, the fact that John Ram um has decided not to play, and that's totally cool. Like he owes European Tour nothing, and you know he's had a long and busy year and got COVID twice. Um, it's taken a little bit of the shine off the event, I think, maybe. Um, but it's still a phenomenal field. It's going to be great to see the likes of Morikawa, Billy Horschel, uh, Patrick Reed, Will Zalatoris. I can't wait to see Will Zalatoris. Good old Willie Z. Um, and Rory, of course, Donnie. That's not and of course, of course, Rory, yeah. So um, we'll, we'll get to take part in the media day. Well, Steve does. Um, I'll be a little late to the party. But um, we're going to bring you some, hopefully bring you some like daily updates and podcasts. We've got a lot on. Um, we've got a couple of interviews lined up with some really cool folks um, in and around the European Tour Circle, so that's going to be great. We're hopefully going to pick a couple of winners, and then obviously for the whole week, we're going to be smashing out content. We'll be on the course. Might do a little on the course with Ken, <laughs> kind of montage or something like that. Love it. We're going to have we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to hopefully bring you like uh, a real sort of inside the ropes look for the week. So um, it's going to be great. Yeah. And we get to we get to play a floodlit par three on Friday Friday night as well, both myself and Donny. So, uh, definitely a bit of competition going on there. I'm sure you'll keep track of our Twitter. We'll put some sort of wager up. You know what, lads? Lower. I have to say, Steve never did his forfeit for that time. Did, ah, look, that it wasn't so really. That would be the perfect opportunity, Donny. Wouldn't <laughs> now, it? Since you're going to be, be fair, there as well, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, but Dubai is a place of respect. I'm joking, and, uh, I'm joking. And decorum, so I think... Uh, oh, yeah, at the top of your lungs. Now, yeah. now while, while that's a very fucking convenient line from Mr. Kennedy over there, he's also correct. Um, we might oh, see if serious, we can yeah. do... We might see if we can do a relatively mild... Um, maybe not put Steve in a dress... Uh, yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, like, to be like honest, that. now I was only literally only taking the piss because anything you do over there, even if you go, like you know, I'd be fucking shitting it walking down the street there, regardless. So, yeah, we just. Oh no, it's it's fine. I've done Dubai before a couple of times, and it's 
you know, it's it it has become very tolerant and westernized. It's it's the rules are be respectful. Um, you know, don't do anything your mother wouldn't approve of, kind of thing. Um, uh, that's how I operate anyway, Donnie. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, well, exactly. Respect Obviously, for everyone myself. and everything. So myself also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so last weekend, um, we did we did we did well ish. Uh, I thought I was honestly, lads. I thought I was on for a winner. I thought Wolf was gonna absolutely stroll it on Sunday. I was like, he has it, fucking Scottish Effler. I don't know. And Matt Wolf is there on his shot or two behind. He has it, and fuck me, what a, what a bottle. Even though he got a hole in one, <laughs> like it was just very bizarre, wasn't it? He, he, Sunday again. He played poorly. Yes, uh, secured his first professional hole in one. Um, was on the ninth, I think it was the eighth. It was, on, yeah, it was the ninth. He went like, he went like bogey, par, bogey, bogey, or something. And then went birdie, par, 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 hole in one. Which is <laughs> just like, Jesus, like such a mixed round, man. Like, but, um, bro, at least you got yourself contention on Sunday. I, I had Tony Fina who fucking went and missed the cut. So my, my buzz was ruined by. Oh yeah, Friday. See, Steve, I, I, I've massive admiration for your one and done picks at the minute, but that's the risk that you run. Yeah, you, I was like, gonna say yeah. it is. So, it is. So the the eventual winner um is Saudi golf ambassador Jason Cockrack uh for his third win in twenty eight starts on the PGA Tour. I'm sure the PGA Tour absolutely love seeing him win now that he's an ambassador of what's going to be their big competition. <laughs> Um, in terms of eyeballs, they must be absolutely fucking raging that Cockrack went and won again. But what I found really interesting was he admitted on Sunday after his victory in his interview that he'd actually rang his coach on Tuesday and was going to withdraw because he couldn't hit the golf ball. He was he did nine holes of practice on Tuesday and said that it was some of the worst ball striking he's actually... Um, gone through in his entire career uh, to the point where he was going to withdraw because he just didn't think he'd he'd be able to compete and he think he, he thought he'd, he'd do some damage in terms of his own sort of um, confidence and then he goes and he fucking wins and yeah. he won with a triple bogey. On yeah, the he, had, he had a he had a nine over a stretch uh, at one point he completely blew up and then got it back together. But yeah, yeah I think you have to take everything golfer say with a pinch of salt because Hideki. When he went to Japan, said his game is in an absolutely terrible place, and he'd be—I I can't remember the exact quote—but then the game went out, went out and won. So, I think these these boys they'd fix one thing with a swing and one little swing thought or something like that, and it's just like clicks for them. And well, bang, I'd, I'd, I'd hope to them. think I'd hope to think that like we love we obviously love playing golf. We play it at a much 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 shitter level than these boys. But that that it rings true at every level that something can click or you can be playing terribly for a while and then just one day you sync things up or you make a few puts or you figure out your arms or whatever it is. Um, so maybe maybe it happens in the pro tours as well. We kind of kid ourselves into thinking that we're all in the know all the time. Like obviously we do a lot of research on the pod to to make sure you know. So people who don't have enough time but are looking to back a winner, we can give them some well-informed data and also marry that with some chat that's on the tour. But really, the variance in golf is just huge. Um, yeah. And Cockrack is a perfect example of that. And going from many years on the tour without getting a win um, and being a bit of a journeyman and 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 um, not considered one of the elites of the of the game, and now he has to be elite. I mean, if Xander, has, who's won four PGA Tour titles, is elite, then, I mean, so is Jason Cockrack now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that's sneaky long off the tee, and uh, he seems to be 
I saw a lot of people quoting it on Twitter that he's a Texas any Texas event he's just one one guy to, to highlight yeah he's like the, he's like um, Max Holman in California exactly kind of yeah it's a frustrating one that because I, I pulled up a model on um, Fantasy National to try and see who'd be the most likely winner number two was Tony Fino and number one was Jason Kokrak and wow. I just I went with my gut instinct and, and took Fino and I also backed Kokrak about four weeks ago three weeks ago and uh, came nowhere so I kind of just had a little bit of fuck this guy about it and decided to go with Fina and how, how did that work out just a miss, miss caught and the other guy won so feeling a bit salty yeah. about it to be honest yeah, so my uh, my Sunday on in, in terms of the PJ Tour, my Sunday went pretty badly as well. I thought um Wyndham Clark was gonna be an absolutely brilliant bet to be top twenty. That was a seventeen to two price. And he just he had a really, really tough uh, tough round on Sunday. He shot five over. Yeah. Um, but he was he was in the mix, he was in the top ten for most of the week and then just fell away. So that was a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. Um obviously had Wolf Wolf as well as you, Brew. So um Sunday didn't go too well for either of us, but yeah, this week's going to be better. It yeah. is, yeah. And over in Europe, then I saw a bunch of people had um, JB Hansen mm. in uh, in Europe. Not a guy that's on my radar at all. Or I think he he'd been playing about on the pod. Yeah, he'd been playing some really good golf. He posted it. Uh, he posted top eight and top five in his previous two starts. Um, right. Yeah, and was really heavily fancied by a lot of people. So how we got on, um, I had Andy Sullivan, man, shout out to Andy Sullivan, who is a legend. He's a funny fucker, but um, he shot eight under for his last seven holes. So on Sunday to get me a place, but in Andy Sullivan's world, who gives a shit about that? And rightly so, obviously, um, in his world, he was trying to scramble up the leaderboard to get into um, the world, uh, the DP World Tour Championship this week. And even though he went eight under for the last seven holes, he missed out by some ludicrous margin, like nine ranking points or seven ranking points. So, oh, poor lad. Like, what an unbelievable, like, under pressure. I mean, I say under pressure, like, you know, he's, he's secured his tour card, so pressure's all relative, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But played amazing down the stretch and then just missed out. Um, yeah. Similar, similar to Harrington. Um, so there was there was a couple of really real hard luck stories last week. Um, so Andy Sullivan at least is first alternate this week. So if somebody, I mean, the the chances like potential risk of someone contracting COVID or coming down with something. So yeah, I'd I'm be feeling hoping, pretty confident. Well, I was on that reserve list. I would I would wish the 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 fifty four players who are teaming up next week. Like obviously you want them all to be there. I'd love Andy Sullivan to get in. Um, but if he doesn't, you know, if he gets in, someone has to have a difficult um, circumstance. So, yeah, he, he played great, but it was a tight fourth. He was 80 to one. Um, Minwoo Lee also played really, really solid golf. Um, and he's someone who I'm definitely looking at this week. So he was 25 to one, finished T4 as well. Yeah, a bit short, I think, this week when you look at the, I'm looking at him here, he's 30 to one on bet 365. Same price as Patrick Reed, which again, Mr. Mr. Uh, you know, disrespected in the betting markets every single time. Um, but it's it's actually a really, really good field, really good blend of European tour regulars and PGA tour as well. Um, Answer, Garcia, Hatton, uh, Horschel, Lowry, Reed, Zalo, as you said. Just a really, really good group of players and hopefully we'll get There's a chance to, to chat to a few of them throughout the week. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed. So one of the, one of my bucket list items is um, I would love to meet the... Uh, 
the greatest golfing twins on the planet. No disrespect to Leona and Lisa McGuire, who we love very much. But uh, Nikolai and Rasmus have both qualified thanks to... Um, they won back-to-back earlier in the season, the two Danish boys. They're only 20. They're the youngest guys in the field by about three years. And they have the world at their feet. And uh, it would be great if we could uh, if we could say hello to those guys. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And the, so, the big goal for the week is to get a point somewhere with Shane Lowry. Just chat to him about that open victory. So hopefully, hopefully we can set that up Sunday night of about six hours to spare before I fly home. So I'm hoping hoping to catch an after party. Hopefully, Lowry, yeah. hopefully Lowry goal, wins points on him. My goal is to beat you. My goal is to beat you on the the par three, the nine hole oh, par three. That's my geez, goal. That's a pretty good. I'm happy. Aim higher than that, Danny. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a realist. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think we should. Um, we'll be in in amongst the uh, the boys anyway. So hopefully we'll, we'll grab a word with some of them. Uh, there's definitely five or six in mind that I want to definitely target to try and have a, a li- little chat with, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, we, we need to try and we need to try and get a word with Guido as well. Um, for we our do. boy Craig over in the Chasing Paris podcast, Craig absolutely loves Guido. Uh, it'd be nice to uh, to let Guido know that he has a massive, massive fan in Scotland. Yeah, I'm sure board. he's aware of it already. Probably is, yeah. Right, so are we going to move on? So, to our picks this week, yes. So we're, we'll uh, we'll go into our our picks for uh, this week. Um, so do you have do, do you both have picks for both tournaments or? So I've got picks, but I'm not finished with my picks. So I've got three guys uh, that we'll be seeing in the flesh in Dubai, and I've got two guys in the RSM. So yeah, which one do you want to do first? Um. Sure, I guess we'll do the RSM first, and then we can go into the old main event. Since you know two of you are, are going to be in uh, Dubai, we can we can talk about that last. So, um, I have um, two. I, I I have two picks for the uh, for the uh, RSM. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna I'll have to defer my intro and preview of the RSM, um, bro, because I'm gonna write do my little preview, uh, probably tonight or tomorrow night, depending on on if I get any spare time. So. If you ask me what, what I know about the RSM Classic, I don't have a notion, so I, I can't give you any sort of intro. <laughs> I've got you. I've got you on this one. I can take that one. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of digging. I've actually been really enjoying uh, using Data Golf this week in terms of digging into a lot of strokes gained analytics. Um, so Data Golf, for anybody who um, you know wants to kind of up their game a little bit in terms of how sophisticated and how deep they want to go on the data when picking golfers, it's it, its data obviously is primarily on the PGA Tour, so we don't have this caliber of data for the European Tour yet. And uh, um, so uh, this has been run in Georgia. So it's the Sea Island Resort in Georgia. Um, as Steve is trying to distract me with his cat, which isn't weird at all. Um, she's fucking climbing so, up on me. Ah, she's lovely. <laughs> so there's there's two courses uh, played in the Sea Island Resort. Um, and the seaside course is played in the weekend. It's slightly more difficult. So they play they play one eighteen holes on the Thursday, Friday, alternate that, and then the weekends on the seaside course. Uh, so in terms of winning scores, yeah, pretty low track. This is one of the shortest course, one of the shorter courses on the tour. So it's a seven thousand yard per seventy, um, or just a shade over. I think maybe four yards over, something like that. Nineteen under has been the winning score the last three years in a row, which is kind of odd. Um, so it, that sounds like fairly stable conditions out there in terms of wind, in terms of rain. Um, so Charles Hell won twenty nineteen, Tyler Duncan won in twenty twenty, and Robert Streb won for the second time. Um, in uh, yeah, last year, 
uh, and he beat Kevin Kisner uh, in a playoff last year, which is probably going to unfair when my first pick is gone. Um, in terms of uh, what you need to be successful around here this week, so there's water uh, on 13 holes. So this is very much a track where accuracy is, uh, is, is elevated way beyond anything else. And also, um, the greens are very fast, so they generally run about 12 and a half, 13 on the stint meter. They're very undulating. And what's happened in recent times is this can kind of boil down into a bit of a putting contest. So in the last three years, stroke, the correlation between strokes gain total and putting, strokes gain putting is between 60 and 70%, which is really, really high. Um, so with that in mind, I'm just going to rattle off my two picks. Um, so I've gone with Kevin Kisner. And I think the entirety of golf Twitter is on Kevin Kisner. Like everybody is scrambling all over Kevin Kisner this week because he's 50 to one. He's a guy who's already won this back in 2017. I think, I think it was. Um, and he was tied second last year. Um, sorry, 2016. Yeah. He was the winner. Um, tied seventh in 2019, tied fourth in 2018. He's won relatively recently at the Wyndham in that mammoth playoff. Um, and yeah, he shot a Sunday 64 to get into the playoff last year. I think uh, there's no reason why you don't back Kevin Kisner this week. It's not a great field at all. So um, I think Scotty Scheffler is leading the market. Um, wouldn't fill you with great confidence. I'm backing Scotty Scheffler at like 12 to 1. After yeah, him and Webb, Donny. Him. So we have Webb 365 here. We've Webb Simpson 14s, Scheffler 14s, Cameron Smith 16s, and then Connors. 25s and who stays in his back in the field 25 to 1 pretty big price for him monster monster price from Lou yeah. wow. surprising he's been off for a while but and then you have Harris English back in the field as well yeah he's not exploits yeah. recently yeah um that's it's interesting actually to have Louis and Harris English back in the field um there could be a bit of a bit of ring rust but we shall see um I'm steering clear but I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, put anyone off Louis actually at 25 to 1 obviously he he his only technically technical PGA Tour victory was at the Open Championship, um, and he just is prolific at finishing runner-up. So I don't know if you want to take that on and hopefully he gets over the line this week. I'm not personally. Um, my other pick this week is Patton Kazire, who I quite like. Um, he's 100-1, to 1, really big value considering how well he's played um, in places over the last year or so. Um and, and the strength of the field not being great. So last year he was uh, he was tied 10th um, and he led the field in putting last year and he was second in putting in 2019, but he actually didn't, I think he was tied 30 odd or something, but his stats were second in putting. So I think if he has a good week with the putter and he brings a swing to Georgia, I think he's got a really, really good chance. Yeah, I like that now. Um, to ask, when you mentioned uh, Louis, I... I I was toing and froing over uh, Louis for a while today. Um, I decided against it. Every time I seem to go against not backing him, he always does well. Um, but I I I have two picks for this as well, and one pick I I I'm not too happy about it to be honest with you. Um, but I'm going with Corey Connors. Um, he hasn't had a great season so far. Um, he'd definitely been off the pace in, in relation to how he played last year. Um, but I do think this is a perfect course for him to really come back strong. Um, he's 25 to 1, probably a bit short considering his performances thus far. But 
Um, I do think that Corey Connors will do well this year and hopefully kick on now for the uh, for the kind of tournaments coming up in January time. So I, I don't um, think it's a bad price actually. Yeah, I mean, this, it's not this guy's like... just a, he's a tee to green machine. Yeah. Um. Again, like the the kind of concerns you might have is his ability to win and maybe his putter isn't as hot as as what it could. You know, he doesn't make as many putts as maybe what he should, considering that his arm play is just elite like really really at the sharp end but i like that i actually like that price i think 25 to ones yeah pretty then, good you know i was looking at the field and there was a few people like as you said like kisner and stuff was a big price but i saw alex Doran at 35 to one um and i was like yeah i'm all over that um you know i i think he's a great player again again hasn't i think gotten to the level that he could be playing at so far um, but I think again, this is a, a, a good week for you know those kind of middle of the pack to near the, to the top of the pack players to really start pushing through and start getting out the like results. So, um, you know, Alex Noren at 35 to 1, I think, is a very good price. So, those are my two picks. Nice, Noren was on my short list, he was the last guy I kicked off it. Yeah, um, and the reason I kicked him off was uh, I just saw better value in Kisner and Ankazar. That was really yeah, the only that's reason. Fair. That's fair. Um, okay, well, I guess we will uh, move on to the DP World Tour. And again, just to clarify, Steve will have picks. He'll just be putting them up later on our Twitter. So make sure you follow us on our Twitter and stuff for that. Um, okay, so the DP World Tour. Look, over to you, lads, I suppose, since you're actually physically going to it. Have you done your research, Donny? Of course I've done my research. Come on, man, I'm a professional. Not Perfect. Um, no, but I have obviously had a look. Like, this is... Uh, this has obviously been played um, as, you know, the European Tour's flagship event since 2009. So we don't have a lot of strokes gained data, uh, thanks to the European Tour being sort of a bit shit on that side. No offense, lads. Um, but we do have, obviously, a lot of, uh, you know, past results. And we have, there's been four multiple winners at this event. There have been four guys who have won this more than once. So Rory being one, I think Ram has won. I don't have him in front of me, but I'm pretty sure Maddie Fitzpatrick has won. He won here last year um, at 15 under. So uh, the track last week, um, and kind of to put the mockers on you, Steve, the track last week in professional golf in terms was a bit of a joke in that it was very easy. So I'm hoping you're going to return us a nice cheeky little 75 now. Uh, on Wednesday. Well, listen, I think a couple of things have to be factored in. First of all, the, the time difference, massive, massive factor. I'm going to be hugely jet lagged. Um, the other thing, the, the temperature difference, because obviously right here in Toronto, it's it's uh, about two degrees, maybe less today, and I'm going to be in desert conditions. So, look, does it's going to be tough? It's going to be tough, is all I'm saying. I wouldn't, well, listen, I wouldn't man, put the bar too high. I get, listen, I started already. I, no, Dude, I'm, I'm just, I'm I'm just, just <laughs> very glad that uh, I'm very glad that that your your excuses for how shit you're going to play is more important to you than your listeners to do your fucking research this week. No, so, look, uh, look <laughs> busy man, Donnie. You know what I mean? Busy man, that's, fly, that's flying true. international and trying to trying to acclimatize to uh, Dubai conditions. So uh, yeah, no, look, I'll, I'll give him the best shot, Donnie. As I said, the, the line, I think you said it at ninety. Over under ninety, I would have preferred ninety two, just given those, those. Uh, ninety so fair. You only have to shoot like twenty eight points off twelve. Come on, man, you got this. I, yeah, but I have a blow up hole in me every every round or two. That's Hitting. why I'm letting you. Let's. That's why I'm giving you like. Well, I'm not officially giving you twenty eight points. I'm giving you ninety. See how you go. 
look, we'll have we'll have a bit of crack. All right. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, um, in terms of in terms of this course, so Matty Fitz won it last year in 15 under. He's just had a Westie. Uh, Victor Hovland, who's a big miss this year. Do you know what? Victor Hovland decided not to play. He couldn't win the race to Dubai outright. He obviously could have won the tournament and, and earned himself a few quid. He's not short of a few quid now. He's had a great year. Um, a lot of travel. And I can understand why, again, it's just it's not a good last official European tour event that's ever going to take place. So the brand kind of, it doesn't die. It evolves. Like, I mean, they're, they're very much think that this is just the DP World Tour is just a new moniker. But it's not it's not a good look when John Ram swerves it, Victor Hovland swerves it. Um, Justin Rose, who's probably um like I'd imagine Justin Rose will turn up and sign a Saudi contract. He just sort of I don't know. I don't know. He see it seems like his days in his career guaranteed books, he'd probably go join the Super League. But he's not here. And um I don't know if you knew this, but slightly farcical, Patrick Reed and Sergio Garcia are in. They have not met the minimum tournament tournaments played requirement to get in and because they're two big names and big draws the european tour have just gone ah fuck it go on in you get no so that's yeah yeah so that's kind of that's kind of farcical too um i would be surprised as well as our taurus has played enough european tour events or if any to get in anyway yeah yeah just the european tour is very reliant on big names and some of the big names are kind of swerving this like john ram obviously it's a massive blow like the european order of merit that monty won again and again and again the harry varden trophy there's a lot of prestige that goes with that granted the prestige maybe is lessened now that it's in dubai as opposed to the traditional end that used to be at wentworth but um just indicative of kind of where the brand is and um, a little bit sad but nonetheless it's still going to be like a great event like jam-packed with great golfers and um, as i said what's nice about the market is that the presence of rory and colin morikawa has sort of skewed the market so there's a lot of value further down um and so so francisco laporta for example who was second last week is a 70 to 1 shout which is just huge i know he's up against mackerel yeah grand but um um, yeah, so in terms of picks this week, this uh, like obviously we're going to be there. We're going to be on course. I would really love to get a winner while we're actually there. I've got three so far, but I'm probably going to pull the trigger on one more, um, maybe even two, although that will be back in 10% of the field, which is a bit of a joke. First pick, uh, I'm going to take uh, Bernd Weisberger. He's 24 to 1 in the exchange. Second last week after he took a bit of a break after the Ryder Cup. Um, he's just super consistent and has been for a long while. Um, not no really discernible weaknesses in his game. Um, did himself no damage whatsoever at the Ryder Cup. Played as well as he could up against just some amazing play from the Americans. Um, and yeah, I, I just the twenty four to one. Like he's a proper world class talent now these days. He's a lot better than what like he's 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 growing, um, into what's becoming a really great career. And I think he could actually close this out. And I think he can upstage, um, Rory and Colin. So twenty four to one, I'll take Weisberger. Um, I've got two bigger price guys. So I'm taking Danny Willis because Danny Willis got this insane ability to win big tournaments. He'll just be shit. He's very, he can be very inconsistent. Um, that is actually horrendous me calling a master champion shit. But I mean, <laughs> in the context of, yeah, he's not shit. He's unbelievable. But he he wins big tournaments. He's won this before. Um, obviously, he's a, he's a master champ. Whenever he seems to show up and play well, it seems to be in a big one. And at 65 to 1, I'm quite happy to um, 
to gamble with the inconsistency that exists there for Danny. And I think he'll have a good week. So 65 to 1, Danny Willett. And then my last pick is one that I just spied in the exchange, and it's purely because of the price. Adrianos, who nearly won, um, who nearly, nearly won uh, in Spain a few weeks ago. He was just edged out by by Rafa Cabrera Velo in a p- playoff. He's 130 to 1. So this guy's only 25. Um, he's getting better. Um, you know, he, he has a huge ceiling, hits the ball a mile. Um, and 131 for a 53-man field is just way too big of a price. So that's kind of one that I'll back. And potentially, if he's going well, I might lay off because... Do I think he's going to win? Probably not. Do I think he can he can be top 10, top 5? Yeah, absolutely. So there are my three. Weisberger, 24-1. Danny Will at 65s. And Adrian Naus, who is 130-1 on the exchange. I think he's a bit... He'll be shorter on a sports book, maybe about 120 or maybe 101. Yeah. Good stuff. N- nice. I actually also have uh, Weisberger, which is which is good. Uh, saves me having to <laughs> speak about him again. Um, as I said, I think he's a strong, strong price. I think he can actually do well. And the fact that you said he'll probably upset Morikawa or Rory, I'm thinking the same thing. But I also backed Tommy Fleetwood. Um, I think this nice. is nice. I think this is, I, I, I know I, I backed two lads fairly close to the top of the uh, no, Fleetwood's a great show market now. But I think, you know, I think Rory and Morikawa are very short. They're what, they're sixes or sevens or something. They're very short. So, yep. Um, single figures, both of them. Single figures, yeah. So, I mean, I think Tommy Fleetwood at uh, 18 to 1 and uh, Weisberger at, I got him at 20, 21 to 1. I think you probably got him at a better price than me, Donny. But, um, you know, I think they're both very strong for this weekend. And um, I at least hope McElroy does well enough so that you get to see him at the weekend. But I don't think it's going to be his weekend or Morikawa's. But again, could be could be wrong. So yeah, those are my two picks for this week. Well, the great thing about it is that if if they're playing shite, we can just follow him and start abusing him. You know what I mean? Start Jesus, him and then and then ask Rory enough. to the uh, to the old pub Friday evening. You know? Grand. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, it's a no yeah. no caught, isn't it? Yeah. I would imagine. No, no court. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, for, sorry for oh, heckling sorry, you there, no Rory. Sorry, but, yeah, uh, do you want to pull for a point? I don't think that's going to work too well, Steve. Going to be honest with you. My well, favorite, if, I think that yeah. Ah, look, we'll we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Right? Well, tell you what, I'll, I'll ask him in the press conference in the morning. Come on, we go from there. Um, and yeah, look, just to uh, finish up there, I suppose before we leave. Uh, best of luck, lads. Hope the uh, Dubai comes. Joe is fucking sick. Uh, well jealous, and looking forward to seeing all the uh, all the uh, content and stuff that you do. Yeah. Absolutely, we're buzzing for it. Ah, uh, look, this is this is a dream. Like I, I wrote a bit of a piece for the website earlier on. It's just like this just started. The three of us who love golf and, and and like you know picking winners and such. And it was lockdown. Let's start this. And you know we're here eighteen months later, and we're heading off as media um to go cover you know what is technically one of the biggest European tour events of the season. It's the finale, um, and it's just it's amazing. It just goes to show you what can happen when you uh, just throw yourself into something that you're passionate about. So yeah, that's that's my that's my beautiful little speech for the week. And uh, just looking forward to it. It's going to be great fun. Uh, we got a tan. We'll, we'll hit a few golf balls. We'll watch some world-class golfers. And hopefully we'll get a winner. If we'll get a fucking burn, Donnie. There's not a chance I'm getting a tan, speaking for myself anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyone listening, if you are heading over, give us a shout. We'll be around the local uh, drinking houses for most of the the evenings there so give us a show we love to love to sit down and uh do some networking i believe they call it 
they, they call it networking. That's the official term. I do yep. believe you're right. Yep. All right. Perfect, lad. Go on anyway. Safe flight. And uh, looking forward to uh, hearing from you when you once you get on the ground. Nice one. Cheers, Cheers bro. We're, See we're you later. disgusted that you're not with us, mate. But uh, you'll be with us in spirit. That's it. Next time. All right. Go on, boys. Talk soon. Good luck. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! oh he's he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open Champion.